Hello, Fennel. Welcome to Attack of the Podcast. Strong, strong opening. I am Griffin Claude Beresford Dauphin Newman. I'm David Lawrence Sims. And I'm Producer Ben. A.K.A. Producer Ben, a.k.a. Ben the Ben Producer Ben. Producer I'm fucking... I was telling the guys, the boys, before we recorded, uh, my parents have to move out of my childhood home tomorrow at noon, and so I, for the last three nights, have been sleeping on the floor of my vacated childhood bedroom surrounded by garbage bags with just a pillow. Yeah, and you here, could get an inflatable mattress, you know. Buy one just for this fucking I don't know. It's stand. good to have. I'm made of money. Uh, I, my point, I, I haven't gotten a good night's sleep in a while. Sure. I don't sleep very well, so I'm, I'm pretty tired. But his um, name is Ben Hosley, a.k.a. Perdue Ben, a.k.a. The Ben Deucer, a.k.a. The Poet Laureate, a.k.a. Mr. Positive, a.k.a. The Haas. The Haas. Thank you. Yeah. A.k.a. Hello Fennel. And there is another one you added, but I've already forgotten it in yeah, last week's episode. You can keep track of this stuff. Um, fun fact. Fun names. fact. My roommate just moved out. Uh, learned. Not Molly. I stayed in his bed once. Yeah. In a room with a lot of books and reptiles. That's correct. Yeah. He just moved out, left his bed. I took it. So now I have a better bed. Upgraded my bed. Where did Learned move to? Santa Fe. Why? Why? He's going to grad school. Where? Uh, St. John's University, I believe. The Great Books. The Great Books Curriculum at St. John's. It's called Great Books? They do this thing called the Great Books Curriculum. I don't know. Okay. He uh, packed his shit in a U-Haul and drove to Santa Fe from Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn. I'm tired of moving. I think moving's stupid. No well, one should move. Well, he really moved. Yeah, no, it was that's a real a big move. move. That's a big um, move. But yeah, I forgot you stayed in his bed once. Yeah, and he had a he yeah. had a he had a 12-foot bone constrictor. Yeah. Maybe it was 6-foot. I forget. It was a, want, it was a big snake. You want to know the dumbest thing about this move my parents are making Go and, ahead. and how much stress and anxiety it's cost me and how little sleep I'm getting and all this stuff? Yeah, sure. sure. Literally moving 5 blocks away. <laughs> right. They're moving within a neighborhood basically. Yeah, and my dad like we went and got dinner the other night like in the quote unquote new neighborhood. Right. And he's like, What do you think of the new neighborhood? Pretty hip, huh? Five blocks. <laughs> but it's not a new neighborhood, is it? No, they're moving they're, they're literally moving like within the village. They're moving like four avenues over. Yeah. All right. Well, new neighborhood. Hey man, if you live one place for I don't know how long have they lived in that place? Uh my dad's lived there for uh, probably about thirty five years. You know? Yeah. Anything's a change. Yeah, I agree. But that speaks more to the fact that my father never went beyond a five block radius. <laughs> he's a parochial man. Yeah. Is what he you're works saying? Two blocks away from where he's lived for the sure. last 35 years. Sure. Um, and it sounds he, like a good life. He like has like only two places where he eats. Really? Yeah. So I could go find your dad if I went to wherever. Well, he used to always go to Grace Papaya on eighth. I know and on eighth and sixth. That's yeah, and, and it's gone now. Got demolished by a liquiteria. Wait, your dad has been eating Grace Papaya hot dogs like as a meal <laughs> for like decades. Yeah. yeah, those things are not exactly like if I eat like three of those, it's an emergency. Did I mention my father's dad? <laughs> <laughs> that he died 25 years ago. So when ago. you say he's moving a few avenues over, you mean a few avenues into heaven. He's a ghost dad. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not talk about ghost dad. He's a ghost dad directed by Sidney Poitier. Um, uh, no, no, yeah, my father, my father, he, he would only eat Grace of Pie. He'd get the recession special, which was the what, two, yeah, two dogs two and a Two dogs drink. and a soda or whatever. Right. Or and a papaya. He would, uh, by the way, this is a podcast about uh, Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones, <laughs> the sequel to The Phantom Menace. <laughs> Uh, he would get the For recession. Our first time listeners, in case you're just listeners. tuning in, yeah, yeah. this is uh... this isn't Talking Dad. This is 
Attack of the Podcast. Please go ahead. Griffin David present Attack of the Podcast where we talk about the second and final Star Wars film. Now, my dad, let me just know. Well, let me finish up my dad and then we'll all have time to talk about dads. We got got an hour. I have another thing I want to talk about. We all got time to talk about our dads. Uh, He would order the recession special. And then uh, the Atkins craze hit, and my father was like, I, I do have a bit of a belly. I should probably lose some weight. Okay. So then he did what he called the modified Atkins. All right. Which was he got the recession special, but without buns. So he would just eat a craze with a wiener. <laughs> he would just eat two <laughs> that wieners. Is, that's gross. Yeah. And yeah. also, how do you even, like, how are you handed? It's a hot tube of meat. Yeah, they would just throw it at him. <laughs> they throw it into his mouth. I love Grace papaya. Uh, it's the best, it yeah. still exists on 72nd and Broadway. That's the only other... True, pure, grazed yes. papaya. It's important to note. There's papaya I'm, dog. I'm fine with the other papayas. They're just not That's as fine. good. It's not the same thing. You know, but if I want a cheap-ass meal yeah. at, like, 11 at night or whatever in Manhattan, then, yes. yeah, you know. But there's, like, the papaya dog on, like, what is it, like, 6th Avenue and, like, it's right next to the IFC. That's correct. Like, yeah. near Waverly. Yeah. And uh, that one uh, is fine, but they also sell fucking, like, Philly cheesesteaks and chicken fingers and all these yeah, things. Yeah, it's, it's like, horseshit. You should just have hot dogs. Well, that's the thing. Grace Papaya just fucking knew. It's like six fruit drinks. Yeah. Well, the weird hot dog. The weird it. thing about Grace Papaya is they're like, we're going to be a hot dog place. And what do people like with hot dogs? Papaya juice. <laughs> <laughs> and exotic fruit drinks. It really does feel like it's like someone's like, I'm going to open a bagel store. And like, what do people like with bagels? Papaya juice. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't match with anything. I but they that, just decided, you know what? They're going to have the fucking papaya juice. I think the point you're making here is papaya juice doesn't go all of anything. It doesn't really go. It's you just don't weird. Know. <laughs> It's a weird juice. Uh, so my my piece of news is I don't know if anyone's heard of Noel Edmonds. I'm from I grew up in Britain. This no. better tie into your dad. No, 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 definitely. Oh, well, you know, well, kind of. Anyway, um, Noel Edmonds is the host of the British Deal or No Deal. Okay, uh, my favorite game show of all time. The American version is your favorite, or the British? Yeah, I just love Howie. <laughs> you just love Howie. See, the British Deal or No Deal is very different. How so? Well, it's the same concept of pounds. your opening boxes. Oh, pounds. That's yeah. true. Money is in pounds. Sure. But true uh, rather than girls holding the suitcases, which is, I believe, how it works in yep. in the American mm-hmm. version, the contestants all have a box. There's 20 contestants, or however many boxes they are. They all live in a hotel together. What? It's a, it's a daily show, it, Monday to Fridays, and every day a new one of them is chosen to be like the you know the 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 picker I don't know and you don't know if your box and your bo- and then you bring your box with you right. and you don't know what's in it and then a new person is added and they get a new box you know it, it, and it's sort of like, so they all know each other yeah and they've been living together for weeks sometimes even months and they're really like there's a lot of like oh, Jimmy I'm really rooting for you I'm really hoping that this is you know that there's a low number in this spot you know like this is crazy it's really good and Noel Edmonds is the uh, the host and he. I think like how he does a lot of like, I just talked to the banker and oh, I hate him. I hate him. I love you and I hate him. He plays it up. Yeah, he really plays it up. Anyway, so I was addicted to Deal and Deal when I was in college. Uh, He gave a bizarre new interview claiming that Wi-Fi is destroying our electromagnetic fields and death does not exist. Yeah, two good points. Uh, He explains the key to happiness is to reimagine your physical body as a container of energy that will return to a massive universal web when you die. Yeah, how else would anyone think of their body? That's the that's what a body is. Um, and so he says, you don't live life, life lives you. There is no such thing as death. It's just departure. You cannot die. It's been known for a very long time. Is My, Cameron Crowe writing Noel Edmund now? <laughs> what is this? My energy will return to where it came from, part of a massive, incomprehensible, universal web of energy. You don't live life, life um, lives you. That's no, a fucking Noel Elizabeth Edmonds, here town. He is. Noel, oh, he looks great. Yeah, Noel Edmonds, he used to host a show in the 90s called Noel's House Party, uh, a British chat show that uh-huh. was very strange. Uh, 
And then he kind of tailed, you know, hid tailspin kind of vanished from media and then came back with Deal or No Deal. And he said the reason that he had come back is because he had written down every day that he wanted to be like a success again. He would just write it down like a hundred times. I should do that. He said that, that was the secret too. It was sort of a, you know, yeah. a, a secret type. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Anyway, Noel Edmonds. Uh, ben, what's up with your dad? <coughs> oh, God. He's doing good. Cool. Uh, he's retired now. Where does he live? Where Where do you hail from, Ben? Uh, from New Jersey. Whoop, whoop. NJ. What? What? Uh, the Neege. But he uh, <laughs> the Neege. State bird, the mosquito. But my father was a painter oh, and wow. um, Ooh, like cool. a house painter or a fine artist. No, fine artist. Hey and he now. lived in the East Village, mm-hmm. and he had an opportunity to buy this amazing apartment. For no money sure. when it was a shithole in right. the like, late 60s and he mm-hmm. didn't. And that was my bread and butter. Yeah, and that's that's, that's the legacy chance. you did not get. Yep. You could be you could be living in the East Village right now. I know. Rent free. I know. It'd probably be really annoying though. Yeah. There's a lot of electro smog there, probably. Electro smog? That's what Noel Edmonds is worrying against. There's too much electro smog. Okay. Uh Star Wars well, Episode Two: Attack the Clones. Should we get to it? I mean, we're sick of this movie. It's like yeah. let's, let's just happened. let's just yeah. nine minutes. We, let's hold hands, Griffin. Yeah. Let's hold hands. We're holding hands. We're ben, holding ben, hands. They're oh, holding. Okay. And I'm. In uh, there. I'm sick of this movie. I'm I don't ever want movie. to talk about it again. We yeah. have about three more episodes to do. We have three more episodes left. Yeah. Okay. But this is just, it, this is one of them, right? I think we have four, including this one. Eight, nine, ten. What is this? Seven or eight? What is this? We're recording. This is number seven. Oh, jeez, Louise. Yeah, boy, oh boy. Yeah. It's okay. We've got it planned out. We just talked about it. We're gonna do it. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be totally fine. Um, How many minutes have we been recording, Ben? <laughs> it's like 10 minutes. Jesus great, Christ. Great, 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 what great, are we, great. Oh so we're here to talk about Star we Wars. 45 minutes. Episode 2, really Attack of the Clones. You thought we'd done it. You thought we'd done it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're here. That, yes, that's why we're here. Talk about episode 2. Because well, of our dads. A Tark of the Clones. Without we them. are here because, yeah, that's true. Good point. Tie it all together. We couldn't be here without the daddios upstairs. Yes. Uh, they all, our three dads live together in an apartment above UCB Comedy's recording studio. <laughs> the daddy O's upstairs. They live on the 10th floor. We're yeah. on the 9th floor. Yeah, we've been pitching that sitcom to NBC for 18 they years. They keep saying, to stop it. Yeah. We have never Cut heard of these three men. Yeah. <laughs> you got Sims, Hosley, Newman, all together, one apartment. Who, what? Why is a seven-year-old pitching me this? I was just yeah. thinking, you know how in BoJack Horseman, have you watched BoJack Horseman? I have not. Oh, there's this great bit in Jack where one of the characters starts dating what is very clearly three little boys stacked on top of each other's shoulders with wearing a trench coat. Yeah. And one of their arms is like a broom because they obviously can't fill out the trench. And it's just very funny. I was just thinking about that. What uh, if that had been us? I, I, going around Hollywood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would have sold it. Yeah, we would have. We, we were true. missing only a trench coat. Yeah. Uh, I stand by this statement I'm about to make. Oh, boy. Kids tacked on top of each other in a trench coat is one of the things that will always be funny. I agree. Always funny. I have never seen it not be funny. I have never heard someone reference it and not laughed out loud. It's always the fucking best in every way. The idea of it is funny. The visual itself is funny. They move funny. They the do. voices are funny. Voice like everything funny. about it is funny. The thing funny. they want to accomplish is funny. It's funny that they want to accomplish it's it. It's funny that they want and to that accomplish it. This is it. how they've decided to do that. And it's funny that they would still think it could work. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Even though that's a commonly known trope at this and point. And the trope is that it's not convincing. And it's usually to buy alcohol or get into a movie. It's to do a very innocuous thing. The movie one's the funniest. The movie one is obviously the funniest. Is the kids because what to- movie could possibly justify? Beverly Hills Cop 2. Uh, so true. Yeah. 
Oh my god. Stack it up on top of a trench coat. <laughs> the fact that it's a trench coat is so funny too. Right. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Okay. Attack of the clones. Today we're talking Attack about of the clones. politics. <laughs> Don't turn off your podcast. It's too late. This isn't going to be C-SPAN. We got a fun, irreverent twist. We should talk about the fact that uh, the Senate does kind of look like C-SPAN, though. It does. It totally does. We're <laughs> Flying two... C-SPAN. This is... We've watched two of these fucking Phantom Menace movies now. Mm-hmm. We've talked a lot about it on the sidelines. I don't understand how the fucking political system works in these movies. No. And I want to I want to fucking dig into it because I can't We're figure not out what the get structure any answers, of it. But I can try. We've got to ask questions, though. Um yeah. These two films... That's the only way you get answers, is by asking questions. Yeah. not You're not guaranteed. No, but it's the only way. Yeah. Because uh, I'll say, anytime anyone's given me an answer to a question I didn't ask, I'm actually angry. <laughs> like, even if it is helpful, I'm like, fuck you, you know? Absolutely. Uh, two of these movies, the Galactic Republic, the Senate, whoever the Chancellor is, all the senators, these things senators. factor heavily into the plot. Of course, it's the motivation for everything. Right, and if anything, quietly on the sidelines, this fucking like Palpatine rise to power plotline is maybe the most interesting in the movie. Yeah, and it's it's sort of obviously modeled on a sort of Hitler rise to power thing. Right. You know, he's like engineering... Oh, Jesus, turn your fucking phone off, Griffin. He's engineering like uh, out, you know, um, crises, external crises... To vault his way up into power and eventually yes. suspend power. And yes. Sort of, yeah. But Georgie Porgy's combining a lot of different things here. Because yeah. it's like, okay, And he's he, doing a lot of allegorical stuff. He's very much a Hitler figure. But then. George, George Lucas. <laughs> George Lucas is very much a Hitler figure. And then he based one of the characters on himself, and it's <laughs> Chancellor Palpatine. But then he wasn't able to direct him very well. Yeah. Well, because it's just too close to home, right? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, of course, that's the problem. It yeah. became a very personal project for him. Yeah, he just it was like looking in a mirror. Um, Palpatine, obviously, yes, a dictator figure. Yeah, but but then the Galactic Senate scenes very much feel like based on the American Senate. Sure, the current gridlock. Right. The clowns in Washington, I like to call them. Right. And this, I don't call it so much of a Congress as a circus. The fat cats up on Capitol Hill. And and those two. Yeah. yeah. Uh, right, fat but cats this, and the fat dogs. This idea, it's all this petty arguing. There are some fat dogs. We, Why does it right. have to be cats? I just never understood that. Yeah, you know what that is? Is it because cats are, when they're fat, like are seen as kind of lazy, and dogs, when they're fat, are just kind of cute? <laughs> is, is that is? Yeah, I think fat dogs still fucking get around. Yeah, because like a fat dog, it's like, well, you're a dog. You're dumb anyway. I love dogs. Like, dogs are the best. Me too. Cats, when they're fat, you're like, shit. You, you're not suck. supposed to be fat. You're like a live animal. Yeah. Like, you're supposed to be able to jump around. You're supposed to be like live. And, yeah, you've yeah. been ruined. Uh, I think I actually have the answer. I think Garfield fucked it up for all cats. Ugh, Garfield. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he was he fat. He allowed cats to be fat, you're saying? Well, he he was fat, and he was such a piece of shit. That's suddenly worst. the shorthand for, like, okay, what's the worst kind of thing oh, someone can be? Oh, you think it comes from Gar- Garfield. It's like, oh, a fat cat. Just from America's hatred of Garfield, Yeah, character. you just fucking get fat, and you sit around and complain, you fuck with a dog. I'm, I'm looking up the Galactic Republic on the wiki right Okay, now. please do. Yeah. Um... But yeah, that gridlock that, like, we can't get anything done, it's all this petty fighting. Mm-hmm. But then simultaneously with, and Anakin fucking talks about this, a, like, dictator figure. A man rising to power with uh, trying to uh, accrue the uh, political weight to make his wills reality with no interference. Right. He's looking to, I mean... A triumph it's... of the will, you could say, is what he's aiming for. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's as if, like... 
there's plenty of sci-fi movies, fantasy movies, where there's like an evil emperor mm-hmm. or, you know, a lord of, you know, and he's just, he's just in charge of the whole world or the whole galaxy. And Skeletor. this movie's actually, exactly, actually trying to explain how that could come about. Yeah, which I don't think anyone gives a shit about. Nope. No. No, but that's that's your point. Most movies where there's a bad guy who rules over everything, like Lord it's whatever. Just, it's just, that's, that's you know, the situation. Lord. He's the bad guy and he did bad shit. And Boom. Evil wins. Right. And good people want to take him down. Goodies versus baddies. Right. Yeah. But this is like, how many different times would a guy have to get reelected? <laughs> right. Right. And, and, and climb the yeah, ranks how, of different how could he pull that off? positions to get to a point where no one can tell him now. And one reason it doesn't make a ton of sense. So the arc in these two movies is, in the first movie, Palpatine is a lowly senator from Naboo, which is like a small system, small mm-hmm. peaceful planet. And because of the Naboo crisis and his like deft handling of it and the other chancellor, Chancellor Valorum's uh, poor handling of it, mm-hmm. he gets to be chancellor. It's like he, a right place, right time. Thing. He climbs the ladder at the right place at the right time. And obviously, as we know, Palpatine is secretly orchestrating the whole Naboo thing, obviously, to that end. As Darth Sidious. Yes. He is the titular Phantom Menace. He's playing one side against the other. Yeah. And he's leading both sides, basically. Yep. In movie two, mm-hmm. he's still doing it. Yep. He has Dooku now pulling the strings for the Separatists. Right. And the Separatist crisis lets him... Basically, get an army for himself as Supreme Chancellor. Not to mention, he knows that Padme, as a woman of deep integrity, will try to shut down any of his plans. Yeah. So he's like, let's fucking try to kill Padme. Right. Here's a quick sidebar question. Do you think his goal was to kill Padme or to scare her so that she goes off the grid like that? Not sure. It's a good question, because obviously he's orchestrating the assassination through eight back channels. And it fucks up, but then it, he, in the next scene, pushes really hard, like, you should just go on the lamb. And it almost seems like that's what he was playing the whole time. He probably knows Padme long enough to know, like... It's going to be hard to kill her. Whoever you think is Padme is not Padme. Oh, that's true. If you punch Padme, Padme then takes, like... She's holding off a newspaper in a background and right. wearing a phony mustache, stacked up on top of three wish, other kids I in wish, a trench coat. I wish that was happening. That'd yeah. be great. At Dexter's diner. Yeah. Dexter's diner. Uh, but but yeah, he gets her out of the picture so that he knows he can fucking get dumb as a bag of rocks Jar Jar Binks to represent her vote. Who he manipulates, doesn't he? He's like, doesn't is it is it that he says like out loud near Jar Jar Binks like, oh, I wish someone would. Yeah, I mean manipulate. I mean it's like I think Jar Jar has no morals, no backbone. Yeah. You could convince Jar Jar of anything. But here's the thing. Both- you could stand next to Jar Jar and be like, oh, man, I wish Jar Jar would kill himself, and Jar Jar would kill himself. Yeah. Both movies hinge on this moment where Palpatine gets someone to do something for him. Mm-hmm. So in the first movie, Padme voted no confidence mm-hmm. in Chancellor Valorum. And for some reason, even though there are a million senators in yeah. this like tube hall yeah. that they live in filled with like little flying platforms, yeah. no one has the guts to do it, but Padme does it. And then yeah. in the second movie, same thing. I wish someone would, you know, vote for an army of the Republican. Jar Jar Binks. Okay, so in this system, do you just need one vote to get something passed? You need one vote to propose it, I guess. That's what I'm asking. Right. It seems silly that it's not come up before. And, like, the Jar Jar Binks thing, is it, like, because he's, Jar Jar's not proposing it, is it, like, oh, they were deadlocked tied, they need one additional vote mm-hmm. out of 50 million votes. Mm-hmm. It's a dead tie right <laughs> now, re- 25 right. million, yay, so, 25 so million, Here's some backstory nay. on the Galactic Senate. Yeah, please. The Galactic Constitution invested it with the power to regulate trade, maintain maps of hyperspace routes. Yeah. 
and uh, had a Supreme Chancellor. Originally, so this is all just about fucking trade. Originally, and roots. If, trade you, roots. if you just have originally, yeah. if you have a planet, you just get to be in it. Okay. Uh, and then I think it seems like it changes. I don't know. This is like so. Long. See, this is what's. This is. I'm already. Uh, I'm starting so to have like a panic boring. attack about this. Can you click on Galactic Constitution because I think this is just a, a fucking rabbit hole. We're gonna keep on going down. It is. It is. It is linked to. This is why I don't understand. So originally it used to be any planet gets represented. That makes sense. The the Constitution was written in twenty five thousand BBY. Oh, so we're talking about twenty five thousand years before this movie. Born before Yoda. Yeah. By a member of House Organa, which is Jimmy Smith's house. So that's yeah. how long Jimmy Smith's family's been around. Twenty five thousand years. Okay. Uh, it's the same constitution, although it has been modified. Um, and it creates a Senate and a Supreme Court. It's just a ripoff of our system. But is it like the UN? Is it like NATO? No, it's Within like the American reality, government. And each planet essentially functions as a state? Yeah, exactly. You nailed it. How meaningless do you feel if you're an entire I know. planet, an entire Ima- world? Imagine if there were 50 million states. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and each state was that large and had the, like think of, okay so the one planet of Naboo which functions as a state little planet right we see how different the fucking Gungans live from how the humans live true not to mention all the wacky spooky sea creatures and you're telling me one person gets a vote to represent all of them when the Gungans don't even seem to fucking respect it's only at the end of Phantom Mass that they're like okay Padman we can work together that is this is all very fair it's all very true uh, so the Galactic Senate has 2,000 congresspeople, a.k.a. senators, uh, representing sectors, systems, individual planets, corporations, and guilds. Imagine being someone who's uh, assigned to speak for an entire system of planets. Some are di- elected directly. Some are appointed by a planet's ruler. Some are a planet's ruler. And they are the only ones with voting power. How does it- I don't know. You could join or be a signatory to someone who had joined. But is it like the UN? Is it like NATO? I mean, it's you like- You asked that already. You asked that five seconds I, ago. Because I, I don't, don't understand know. this. I think I it's like our c- government. But here's the thing. So you're telling me whoever the chancellor is is allowed to tell every single fucking planet what to do? No, because the chancellor is like the president, right? All right, well, all right. <laughs> right, the president of of the galaxy? Yeah. Of the universe? Yeah. Maybe. Well, of the Republic, of the organization that is helping to... Yeah. The Senate is led by a Supreme Chancellor. So it's kind of like a speaker, you know? You right. Know? Like that's... So maybe he's almost more kind of like more of a prime minister than a president. Uh, Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, okay, but... He's elected by the representatives of the Senate. He could serve two four-year terms before having to retire. But they, their main function is just to figure out fucking trade routes. Here's an interesting thing. Yeah. All of the chancellors elected between 1,400 BBY and 1,000 BBY. Again, Attack of the Clones takes place in like 30 BBY. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. All the chancellors elected in that period, in this 400-year period, were Jedi. Oh, shit. But then that was broken by some other guy. They were, this is all 1,000 years were, before the movie. doesn't matter. They were Jedi. Yeah, so well, they used to be Jedi's. Seems- Right, they train Jedi's to be keepers of the peace. Yeah, they would be good at that. Anyway, apparently the Supreme Chancellor is not an important position until Palpatine takes it over. Before then, it is kind of like a functionary trying to corral all these people. I don't Palpatine's know. the I one just... who kind of turns it into a dictatorship. Yeah, 
Yeah. I just feel like I fucking give up. I don't. So the it's the, all they're really dealing with. It seems in the first movie is where you're allowed to trade, what routes you're allowed to use. Yeah, it's how all it's over taxation of trade routes. Right, and the threat is we we can't get these guys to listen to us. But why should they? The what, threat is yeah, and there's no movement. Right. It's like oh well, they're doing a blockade. The Senate can deal with it, but they got to vote. That takes forever. They need a committee hearing. The Trade Federation is in there slowing Capitol things Hill, down. Garfield exactly. eating lasagna. It's it's a you know. George Lucas is so mad about Garfield eating all that lasagna. Yeah. And he goes and writes two movies about it. Yeah. But then he also includes, like, space battles. I know we're beating a dead horse here, but George Lucas has so much money and he can do whatever the fuck he wants. Why does he care? Why is why is this stuff irking him so much? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Well, let's remember the era that this movie is coming out in 2002. Yes. yes. This movie's coming out after 9-11, Different time. before the war in Iraq. Different time. And it's coming about at a time when the presidency in America is becoming a little imperial. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know when George Lucas wrote these movies. Apparently, he'd been working on them since the 70s. Yeah. Really? So, yeah. Ooh. I know. It's crazy, right? Ooh. Crazy, right? Yeah, he had these ideas like early 70s. And you know, George right. Lucas yeah. is a politically involved man. And he wa- yep. he was originally going to make Apocalypse Now in the 70s mm-hmm. as this documentary style Vietnam movie where he was going to try to incorporate real footage of the war which uh-huh. he was very against you know and and the horrors of it and then it got handed off to Francis Ford Coppola who was like you know what heart of darkness let's 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 abandon all this documentary yeah. shit and do like the most blown out cinematic thing ever well American graffiti is very a very anti-war yes it's very much about that generation that it's, lost it's about generation the sadness of these men shipping who go to Vietnam fight, yeah, in yeah, the 60s pointless battle um so I think maybe George Lucas is grinding the axe again because what is Attack of the Clones is about militarism? Yeah, it's about like the the sort of uh, the rise of militarism. Okay, but this is my question, David. What's your question? Are they the UN? Are they NATO? No, my real question is. <laughs> I was briefly afraid that was actually your question. Yeah, my real question is: in this film, the whole thing. Fucking Palpatine's entire bag. I'm scratching myself. I'm fucking furiously covered in lesions from sleeping on a floor. Um, all he wants to do is militarize the Galactic Republic. He wants the Galactic Republic to have an army, but it doesn't right. sound like the Galactic Republic up until this point has really dealt with wars. Fair it sounds enough. like they're fucking dealing with just like the logistics of like how we all communicate with each other, send shit to each other. It's like they're just like a central hub for like. Make sure we're all on the same fucking page. Yeah, trade routes. So what army do they want to fight against anyone who's not in the Galactic Yeah, the Separatists. Ben has a question. But then also, weren't the Sith? Wasn't that a thing that happened previously? A war between the Jedi? Thousands of years ago, the Sith were up to no good. That's in here. So there must have been war at some point. That's true. Yeah, they didn't have an army at that point, but now that there are only literally two Sith left in the entire galaxy... Now they're getting it together. They need an army. Uh, there was an in- incident called the Old Sith Wars. The old loading, loading four thousand BBY in the post after the post Mandaron period. This has all been written down on the internet. It's crazy. Someone spent it's so literally much time on this. insane. It's like fan edited. Like, even if we drop the veil and acknowledge that there's more Star Wars shit in the world, it's still insane that this exists. Well, like the trading card app. Exactly. And the That's toys, the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Universe. But it's still yeah. insane. Yeah, yes. Because this shit is insane. It's, it's crazy. It's insane. I don't 
Where's the... Anyway, it's a series of conflicts about some fallen Jedi. I don't know. This doesn't but seem very But it feels to me like, what if, like, PayPal There's had like an army? There's, like, eight PayPal wars. was like, our job is to make sure money's transferred from people to people. What if we have an army so we can fight other people? It's like... What what other? Okay, so it used to be. You might be that might be the future. There might be like an P- Uber PayPal army and a PayPal Uber army. army. <laughs> it used to be that if you were a planet, you immediately gained entry into the Galactic Republic. Mm-hmm. Now it's it's no longer the case. You got to fucking you know yeah it, I get think a guarantor. It you have to write an application essay. <laughs> yeah, you need to submit two years of tax return. Right, whatever it is, which means that some people are not part of the Galactic Republic, not because they left it. As described in the opening crawl of Attack of the Clones, True. because they never got in. True. And so the Galactic Republic wants an army to fight the people who aren't part of the Republic that they have stopped from being part of the Republic? Griffin, you're again, you're digging into something where I feel like you've already hit bottom. Like, we don't know. There has to be some fucking no, answer. This is one reason these movies are so annoying. They give you, like, a surface explanation just to justify the plot, and then that's it. Well, but think about it this way. If we're going to compare it to our actual history. Yes, sure. Um, and we, we mentioned Hitler. Yeah. Uh, so there was a point where Hitler started reaching out to countries like Cuba uh-huh. um, and basically was trying to expand his empire to take over the world. He um, want to take over the world. It is crazy. And so Cuba was a country that we didn't get along with uh-huh. for a uh, very long time. Very long time. Yeah. And- I feel like maybe these other planets and systems that weren't involved, it was like kind of, again, it's a it's politics about leverage. It's about having more people. So the separatist movement right. was basically grabbing the free yeah. agents to yeah. try sure, and bring them sure. in. Yeah. You, can't, you can't have people leaving or challenging you. It's totally true. You know? Senate's got to be one big thing, right? That's yeah. the idea. But it's then, the same thing as the Civil War. Hey, you can't it's go. It's like the Civil War. We're a yeah. country. Yeah. You're not allowed to leave. Technically, right. everyone's part of the same thing, but they're like having internal You battles. can do your own stuff, but you're in this country, not that country. And we make some of the rules. And that's democracy. That's democracy, and baby. That's, that's my two cents. Democracy. But some senators- That's my two cents. I'm handing Griffin an empty snapple. That's I'd probably get, what, two cents from recycling? What's the, what's the rate? I think it's five. Think it's you, five? Think hey, that's up. not bad. Let's say ten in Michigan, baby. Really? Yup. That's get, a good fucking you, state, you, you bro. You get five cents, but uh, in California, I think you get more. In Michigan, like you say. I will say I was in California last week, and I saw uh, even I more. Can you I was in California. I'm so Hollywood. Uh, I was in California, not getting a job, but uh, just uh, conclusively not being hired for uh, a thing I wanted. But um, I. Uh, uh, saw saw uh, so many people pushing uh, shopping carts of bottles. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no, it really is a cottage industry there. there. There was yeah. more of it out there. Uh, I went to a Dollar Tree, and I couldn't pull out a fucking shopping cart because some other jamoke had put his shopping cart, his fucking from home shopping cart, filled with his fucking cans and bottles, and would had blocked the shopping cart way. That's terrible. Yeah. I don't really care. You were there for VidCon, right? Yeah, I was there for VidCon. Weird. Yeah. And then I stayed long. Hey, hey, so uh, new Gunray? He's kind of like the Koch brothers. Yeah. Think about yep. it, man. Industrialists. Yep, they have the money and the Throwing power. Throwing his money around. Manipulating yep. the government and yep. with your money so that it benefits you and your company and your, you know, self. Making money for money's sake. TC14 is a protocol droid. I know we're talking about Attack the Clones, but we got to get back to this for a second. Do you think she knows she's working for the bad guys? No. Like, 
<sighs> she's so sweet. She's so polite. No, I don't think she does. She's such a sexy fucking little minx. But, like, C-3PO seems to have a personality, and TC-14 seems to be about all business. Mm-hmm. Do you think she's just programmed Her programming to be, like, may be limited. Yes, it may be, yeah. It may, she may not be able to think about the wider world. Because I want to believe she's pure of heart. I mean, she might be programmed to be pure of heart. That's fine. Yeah. As long as she's not, like, look, whoever pays me. No, because... There's no way, right? I don't think robots care about money. No. Do they? No, they're bought for money. They don't make money. Yeah, the robot stuff is all very weird. Because C-3PO seems to hate everything that someone asked him to do. Although he was programmed by a little boy who doesn't fucking know robotics. Well, that might be... Uh, he does know robotics because he did build a robot. But he yeah. definitely is a stubborn little boy. Yeah. Well, he's more of a stubborn little man. Uh, now. When okay. he's a little boy, he's like, Sure, Obi, you know, Quag Master Qui-Gon, I'll get in your spaceship. And then when he's growing up, he's like, I want to get in a fucking spaceship. Fucking he's so sexy. I don't know what you want to... I want to have a girlfriend. Uh, anyway, the politics of this movie are, is stupid. Okay, let's keep digging. Because there has there's no digging. Okay, I'll throw out another. So, what about uh, the Jedi's involvement? That's the thing. Yeah, right? because they have they're this like I know we tried to talk about them. Organization. Well, we said the Jedi's are kind of like Vatican they're City. They're so weird, or they're kind of like the UN. I mean, they're they you know like the UN peacekeeping force. It's like they're kind of without a country, but they don't have to like. Uh, they don't answer to anybody. Yeah, that's the thing. If the no. UN is representatives for each country, and yes, like they the Jedi come from different planets, but they don't represent that planet. They represent yeah, the, the Jedi. Jedi's. But they also I think just it's like represent the Vatican like, City. I think it's like the Pope and his fucking cronies, those fat cats up in Vatican City. Yeah, I mean, you know, think about uh, Catholics and their you know oh, history do. with with little kids. Uh huh. You know, similar to stealing up these little Jedi babies. Ben, what a fucking point. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, you guys are just making waves over here. Yeah, it's I want I want to rip this open. I want to be the fucking Alex Gibney of the fucking Galactic Should Republic. Should I see his uh, Apple movie? I don't know. I mean, it's like fucking guy makes like seven movies a year. He makes a lot of movies. He's got like a team. Did I just see something Alex by Gibney's him? Alex Gibney is like a name for a collective. <laughs> it's like a it's a protocol droid. Yeah. Uh what 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 movie did I see just be? Going clear. And he did the right. Sinatra documentary too. Yeah. Which is like a two part. Can I say something? You can say anything. This Going is a free clear. Space. I don't know. You know what's much better? What's much better? The book. Yeah, well, that I believe. Book is fucking right. Dianetics is great. Dianetics <laughs> is a great book. By the way, this podcast is officially sponsored by Scientology. Our friend Morgan Evans <laughs> turned us on to them. Have you ever seen Battle of the Field Earth? No. You've never seen it? No. It's really weird. I am obsessed with Dianetics in a very different way than Morgan is. And that I don't let myself get close. <laughs> both enough. of you should not be doing any business with those people. We're both highly insecure people who exactly. are career driven. They are there, and they and like are looking for validation yes. from the outside. And you world. work in the film industry. Yeah. Griffin, can you tell me a little bit, or just tell our listeners a little bit more about your relationship with your father? Yeah, sure. Can so we uh, that? my father is L. Ron Hubbard. <laughs> they the, make you sign a contract yeah. declaring him your father. Yeah, I consider him the Holy Father. <laughs> uh, no, we want to we want to get more listeners. Let me talk about my dad a little more. Uh, what's what's an interesting thing to say? Um, he worked in the biz, right? Didn't he work in the, the yeah, biz? Yeah, he teaches now. He uh, works he, at a, yeah. he works at NYU. He teaches film classes. He like he like fell into it by accident and then hated it for a long time. The biz or NYU? The biz. Yeah. My dad wanted to be a sports broadcaster. Sure. I'm sort of living his dream right yeah, now. He says that to you all the time, right? Yeah. He says, Griffin, you're sort of living my dream right now. Yeah. Uh, he went to be a sports broadcaster, and he did. There was this thing called Sports Phone, which is like prior to the internet. Was it, it like Movie Phone? Uh, very different. 
<laughs> was very, it like the New York different. Mets three? Yeah, the Toronto Blue oh, no, Jays. No, 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 no. It was like what what <laughs> happened was the scores? if you didn't want to wait the next morning. Yeah, that's what it was. If you want, if you didn't want to wait till the paper came out the next morning, sure. And there wasn't internet to look up. You would need to know the scores yeah. of the game tonight, especially for uh, gamblers, mm. of which my father was. One and of the still most is. degenerate. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, he was like, my yeah, dad he, was right. really into betting on sports. Right. But sports phone was like low level aspiring uh, sports commentators, anchors. Mm. And you'd like call in and there'd be a pre recorded message. They'd update it like every hour with the new scores. And so they'd like cycle out the guys and it would be like, Hi, I'm Pistol Pete Newman. That's what he was. He was Pistol Pete Newman. You're kidding. That's crazy. Like, Hi, I'm Pistol Pete Newman. And here are the scores for April 17th, 1981. Uh-huh. And then he would like read you the scores. That's and weird. Uh, then he was like building up to trying to be like a TV sports anchor, and he got a shot and had like his like Albert Brooks and broadcast news moment, where he was like, "Oh, I'm terrified of being on camera." Yeah, as I would be. Uh, I can do radio. Hey, boy, can you do radio? Thank you. Yeah, I was waiting for you to say something. Yeah, um, I've been waiting 18 weeks for you to say something, David. You can do radio. <laughs> you can do. I can do radio, but yeah, TV, the camera freaks me out. Of course, uh, you you love the camera. And the camera loves you. I don't. You. It freaks me out. No, no, the camera loves you. I like I like having been on camera. I feel very uncomfortable in front of cameras. Is it honest? Do you know for like uh, like maybe like fifteen years of my life, I wouldn't let anyone take a picture of me. That's weird. Cameras made me like aggressively uncomfortable, and then I became an actor. Very strange. You're a strange. You're a bundle. Of I like I like doing like uh, like acting like school plays and stuff. But when when I was being filmed, I got really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, for like 15 years, if someone took out a camera, I would duck or like cover my face. Yeah, it sounds so annoying. It was really annoying. I would be so mad. Everyone at you thought if it was like an affectation kid. because right. I couldn't yeah. explain it, and I was like, right. I don't, I just don't. I just yeah, I would be so mad at you. I hate kids who do that. I was such a piece of shit. Yeah. Uh, I have a surprise. We're gonna get back to talking about politics in 45 minutes, but I have a, I have a surprise. You have a surprise? Yeah. What? Wait. I actually am unprepared for whatever. Yeah, he's I do. was debating whether or not to do this, but I think we've hit a point we got to do it. What? Talk about what a difficult kid I was. Oh wait, do you have like a picture? No, I, I you know, I've been packing, oh. going through my. Oh right, shit. this is I forgot. It's a treasure trove. Yeah, and I found something. <gasps> Back in blackface, or no. can you minstrel show me? No. I don't think you said that before. I forgot that. Part. Can you minstrel show me how to get to Racism Street by Griffin Newman? This is. P.S. I, I mean, for people who might not know, this is the essay you wrote. Well, what year? Do you know what year? This probably would have been two thousand and four. Okay, so and it's about uh, Hollywood's history of minstrelry. Minstrelry. Uh, yes, uh, it was me trying to solve the racial ills of. You the were world. trying to solve it. Well, what, what class did you write this for? History, American history? history. I think it was American history. And like, what was the assignment? Write about something. <laughs> <laughs> Write about something. Griffin went to like a hippie school. Yeah, I just know. I just remember that the fact that I chose this topic was like very odd and surprising and off base. It was. They did not expect you to do that. No, because I don't think. I mean, you got a good. Yeah, Griffin. I very much enjoyed reading this paper. Hey now, you made a fine, impassioned. Whoop, struggling here. Sorry. A uh, case against the strife of some. Black entertainment. He writes black entertainment in quotes. In quotes. As if it's a man. And your use of Amos and Andy is very effective. I did a lot of research. I watched you do a good job of describing yeah. the origins of minstrel shows and what they represented. What you needed to develop more was the time between minstrelry and the time of Amos and Andy. Uninteresting to me. Uh, what did the What did the four <laughs> white men do? I don't know what that means. I think they were a group. What sort of shows became popular? How did minstrel shows become so acceptable? 
that between that you could end up with Amos and Andy. And you pass over the jazz singer in Birth of a Nation too quickly, Griffin. Those are seminal moments in film, both for how they looked, messages they portrayed, and how obviously they sounded. Eh? And obviously how they sounded. That's what he's saying. Obviously how they sounded. Right. You can establish a timeline rope. Uh, but he did enjoy the views. You don't get a grade. This is St. Anne's. They don't give you they grades. Don't give you grades. Oh my God! Well, so, fuck. He went to the. I went yeah. to the. He went to the same school my girlfriend went to. They did, they write like an essay. Let me see if I can find the section on Beauty Shop. So like when Beauty Shop's a crazy great movie. I hate it. I, I totally know it's so this. good. Uh, this is the kind of school though where they like hug you. It's like, a it's a to it's, get a grade Lena or something. Dunham went or, there. It's like yeah. a hippie Brooklyn rich kid. You'd like school. write like essays instead. It's that's. It was like Jesus Christ. It was founded with the purpose of like being a nice alternative school for like you know kids who maybe think differently or whatever. And but then like it's a private school in Brooklyn. I think just a lot of rich people sent their kids there. Do you, okay, so you want to hear some Artie. some really misguided, Artie. disgusting things I said? I just want to read some excerpts. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Everyone's gonna stop listening to this show. Everyone's already stopped. For how many sh- years? How many minutes have we been recording? How many years? Forty. Okay. For a show that's not allowed to be replayed on television, the quote-unquote racist characters of Amos and Andy. Mm. So I'm calling mm. it to question whether or not they're racist, which is not my place to do. True. Use better grammar that the characters in films like Soul Plane are Griffin, smarter. this is terrible this territory is that you're in. Awful you should territory. really be clear about this. Yeah. I, Griffin of you today. You are telling people how to talk, essentially. Yep. Yeah. Smarter. And characters in films like Guess Who. So you just want to be like contrarian about like, hey man, Amos and Andy, that was well-written entertainment compared to this nonsense. Yeah, I think that was my big point was I thought like as a comedy writer, Amos and Andy had good jokes. <laughs> I'm taking this away from no, you. No, because I, I got to read this one other All sentence. Right, I know I'm taking myself sentence. into a pit. You are. Smarter than characters in films like Guess Who and will accomplish more than characters in films like My Baby's Daddy. So I was like looking at... A film like My Baby's Dad, which if you don't remember, was I like the urban remake one. of Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. Or it wasn't. It was three men who have look it up. children out of wedlock and then have to deal with being single fathers. It was Anthony Anderson, Eddie Griffin, and Michael Imperioli were the three men. <laughs> and I was passing judgment on what those characters would go on to accomplish in their lives after the film. Right. Above all, though, Amos and Andy was a well-written humorous show. What the fuck are you talking about? I have no idea. Right. I don't understand. How did I get a no. good? I'm this is the most offensive thing well, this ever. Is the whole, this is the horrible privilege that you are invested with. <laughs> you could write this nonsense and no one would slap you down. We can ask how we live in a society where children are getting abortions at age 13 and then nominated these songs for Nickelodeon Kid Choice Awards, a show whose winners are chosen by the hey. children of the world, but the nominees are selected by committees. Of the children of the world? What am David, I by the way, you went to school in England, right? I went to school in England. Yeah, I went to school in North Jersey. Like, Crazy. You no, know, it was like, my my grade was basically just, they would just stamp like, you're not going to go anywhere in life. That was like the grade <laughs> and the grade notes just, I got. It was just a grade, it was a letter grade or a grade out of 10. It was pretty simple. You know, they gave me a grade. I graded my work. Like, if you did okay, you wouldn't get punched in the arm. No. You know, just be like, good job. Eight out of ten. That sounds nice. Whatever. Normal. Here's, right. here's the Griffin, exact sense I was Griffin. looking for, and then I'm going right. to throw this away because okay, I can't please. fucking- I need to look at it, but you are not allowed to I, I'm going to be anymore. murdered the second after I read this sense out loud. You wrote Pimp and Ho on page six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Go ahead. I also write unintelligent, overly sassy, sluttish women on page four. Um, uh, Got them. I here's here's the sentence. Ready? Ready for maybe murder? Please just guys, just get watch this the out door because someone's gonna walk in and stab me. Go ahead. Fucking Joe this Biden. This is our is fan fiction episode me. where I'm actually just like, oh my god. Yeah. This is the sentence. This is the sentence. What where is I it? Say do. the sentence. It's so clean. The spin-off beauty shop, however, is far more racist than Amos and Andy ever was. <laughs> now, let's talk about Beauty Shop for a second, which yeah. I think is a tremendous movie. I haven't seen it since then, but clearly it made me very angry at the time. Um, beauty Shop is- Once sp- again, not my place to fucking- No, no, you don't know what you're talking decree- about. No, no, I had no idea what I was talking I thought I was going to fucking solve I it. I think you're you're kind of like a Richard Cohen in the Washington Post, just to, to bring it, to mention like an old white op-ed writer who's sort of like, uh-huh. doesn't understand- what he's seeing in culture these days and it's like these movies seem to denigrate people they seem to women seem to not have it and like I don't understand this is terrible like not understanding like culture reflects all kinds of things that are going on in society yes. rather than lecturing or you know uh, whatever you know like there's and, a, also, and, and also you're not allowed to tell people how to talk agreed 100% agreed if I've learned anything in the last uh, 12 years of my life it's like what should you be talking about Fucking attack the clones. <laughs> yeah, that That's a thing true. you can be an authority on. Uh, anyway, I love Beauty Shop. Uh, I saw it in theaters. Me I too. reviewed it for my college newspaper. And I said, it, I think I said it was fine. I don't, I don't know if I gave it a rave. But I you didn't write it. an eight-page paper about how it was worse than Amos I, I, I think I gave it like three out of five and said, like, it's a good time. It's a little silly. I regret uh, literally just... everything right now. I regret writing this paper. You regret your father's sperm entering your mother's yeah. uh, ova I, I regret and forming l- a zygote. Yeah. 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 Yeah, every yeah. Ben's will give me a weird look. I regret everything. I didn't from... have sex education at my school. So, <laughs> what was your school? Did you just go yeah, to school in like some alley school. where they like threw bricks at you? So it was. Uh, there were lessons written on the bricks. It was like kind of like you know there was like a highway and then you'd go down the embankment. Yeah, and it was like kind of a ditch. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> um. Uh, anyway, Beauty Shop spin off of Barbershop Two. Which I love the two barbershop movies. Which had it had kind of barbershop two had this sort of backdoor appearance by Queen Latifah with yes. the idea that she would go make her own movie, right? Mm-hmm. She's not really a big part no, of it. No, they establish that she she's just, an ex of Ice Cube's character. Yeah, and she's she you know, she does hair. Yeah. Like and then in Beauty Shop she has moved to, I believe it's Atlanta. Uh-huh. And she talks about like, Oh, I'll miss Chicago, but you know, great to be here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. And it's mostly about like she gets this old busted beauty shop and fixes it up with the help of Alfred Woodard, as Academy another, Award nominee, as yeah, and as another uh, beauty shop employee and some other stylists, uh, she's got a daughter. I think she has like a kid. I think it's a daughter, yeah, a cute kid. So. Uh, she used to work for an Austrian mean hairdresser man played by Kevin Bacon, who she has abandoned, mm-hmm. called like George or something. I forget what his name. Like Jorge. I, I don't yeah. know. What it, yeah. It's it's very yeah. weird. It's like. He's just like an evil white European. Like, mm-hmm. he has this sort of amorphous accent. Yep. And Jaimon Honsu plays- a Academy Award vi- nominee. Two time. Plays a very handsome mm-hmm. uh, African, I think he's Nigerian immigrant who's an electrician and like fixes up the place with her and then they fall in love. Yeah. It's great. Uh, it's great. Everyone was freaking out about Andy McDowell in Magic Mike XXL. Yeah. Her little appearance playing this kind of like older Southern lady who's she sort of- She does the same thing. In, she does uh, the exact yeah. same thing in Beauty Shop, which was nine years previous. Uh, Alicia Silverstone is also in it as like a sort of a dumb white lady who says things like, for your FYI. Yeah, that's probably what I was offended by as a dumb white lady myself. 
Um, ben, you... I think it's a fun movie. It's very formless, which I kind of like. It's really just about someone starting a business, and then, like, she successfully starts the business. Uh, ben, you smoke. Uh, do you have a lighter on your person? Yeah. When we're done with this episode, I'd like to go outside and burn this paper. No, it's great. You can't burn it. I, I'm... Oh, God. Don't do it. Don't do it. Look, it's part of your history. Yeah. As shameful as it is. This was like my minstrel show. All right, just That was talking. like the dark part of my history, the worst level of race relations where I felt like I had the authority to write a paper on menstrual shows. Um, it's crazy that you wrote that. How old were you? 15. Yeah. It's nuts. It's nuts. It's, it's nuts. Is nuts. Anyway, but Star Wars Zach McClones has very confusing politics. Are they the UN? Are they NATO? What are they? I don't know. It <laughs> doesn't matter. It's okay. very vague. They're the government. So some people are elected senators. I think everyone's elected. No, oh, no, no. Some are elected. Yep. Some are appointed by the planet's ruler. Okay. And some are the planet's ruler. Okay. So let's talk about this. You know, so like you've got, you've got Palpatine from Naboo. I think he's elected. Queen Amidala, we know, is elected. She's also elected. The people but she of does Naboo. not serve in the Senate. Right. Palpatine serves. Boss Nass lives on Naboo, but he seems to be the ruler of underwater Naboo. He is, but he seems to have no representative in the Senate until Jar Jar Binks. Right. So does that count as two different? They seem, they, I think they hang out on the same platform. <sighs> they all hang out on these little platforms. Yeah. And they can kind of drive them. They're floating and it can drive them into like the empty space uh-huh. and kind of yell. Like we see that happening. Yeah. Where like, Padme will drive out and be like, you know, the Trade Federation is attacking our planet. And then the Trade Federation comes out like, this is outrageous. And uh, I do say this is outrageous. Yes. We uh, see ETs, too. We, we see, see a bunch of ETs, ETs. And we see these, little sort of, these camera droids sort of floating around them. Like, So it's obviously being filmed for someone. Are they sentient? Do they have their own representatives? The, the camera droids? Yes. Do droids have representatives? I don't know. Is Watt Tambor a representative? The guy who's- I don't <laughs> know. What's important is the movie doesn't really want you to care. It's a very thin satire on political process. Is Wat Tambor a robot? I always thought he was like a cyborg because yeah, the top no, of his he head is. looks fleshy. I don't know. So does that mean who is he serving a two masters? Is he more man than he's not man? He's a fucking lizard head. I'm just reading your paper. It's so bad. Give me some props for the title. The title at least is good. I was really good at making jokes. And oh, I liked Amos and Andy because it had good joke writing. I'm going to edit the shit out of this episode. Oh, yeah. No, this episode won't be released. Make it two minutes long. Probably will. Back in blackface, can you minstrel show me how to get to racism? I mean, that's good wordplay. Can you minstrel show me is maybe an overreach. I, think, I don't think so. I okay. think I pulled it off. I think I stuck the landing. You well, did not. The title page, I think I stuck the landing. And then you open it up and I'm immediately burning alive. <laughs> I'm running around in flames. It's just you, you're, the thing is like you kind of start out with this basic history of minstrelry, which is fine. Like you've done some research and I did there's nothing research, wrong yeah. with that. And then you start yelling about how like rap music is offensive and so, and yeah. it's like, where did this come from? Sounds like a grandpa. Yeah. Oh my God. Oh man, you are really alienating yourself yeah. on this podcast. Uh-huh. <laughs> this was years ago. That does sound like, the yeah, the first half is like a well-written oral history, not oral history, but well-written history of- the traditions, and the second half just becomes like Donald Trump Jr. Like it's just like little like spouting off the mouth. So, did you like Magic Mike XXL? I did. I like the first one more. That's crazy. Yeah, I like the first one more because I do feel like with Magic Mike XXL there was this brief hysteria—not hysteria—that's the yeah. wrong word—just super hype. 
Uh-huh. Everyone was going crazy about it. Yeah, and then it didn't and make it's that such much an interesting an movie. Yeah. And then it kind of fizzled. Yeah, it didn't make a lot of money. It made fine money, but the first movie was like a genuine phenomenon. Yes, and this one wasn't. Yeah, and it was interesting that ninety four percent of the audience was apparently female mm-hmm. in Hollywood, which is the in the in the movie theaters, which yep. is crazy. Yeah, but uh, I feel like no one's talking about it. It was a really interesting movie that I really liked. Yeah, I do think that's a fascinating movie. Can we talk about Star Wars Episode Two Attack of? If you want, I don't know what's there to say about that one. I haven't heard of that one. I don't know. It's so it's such a fucking brain fuck of a movie. It's Look, the movie's mostly about a romance. That's the that's the problem. Yeah, but Anakin keeps on talking about how he wants a dictatorship. He does, right? He thinks one person should just lead everything. In the same way, stars in the vein. Oh, I think no. you mean. It's riddled know. with fucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You wrote, you wrote vein like weather vein, but I think you mean like. You I, know, I also arm, arm I vein. guarantee you, I wrote this thing in four hours between two a.m. and six sure, a.m. Yeah, yeah. the morning before I had to hand it in. I guarantee. In you. the same way, stars in the vein of Elvis and James Dean. Like I would say, some very, I some people I know who listen to this podcast. We got like Lux from Lux out. You know, she, yeah. she and or Avery Edison, like people who I think are very like smart. Mm-hmm. Like sort of progressive-minded people who yeah. can write really well and think really well on these kinds You're of topics. You're saying I'm the anti-version. They'll never want to speak to you They'll again. They'll never speak Especially after I read this aloud. In the same way stars in the vein of Elvis and James Dean made kids want to wear leather jackets in the 50s, the children of this generation grow up eagerly awaiting the day they acquire a Glock. Uh, gee, with a Glock? What am I? Who the fuck? <laughs> That's like an Andy Which Rooney Which is like monologue. a cop gun as well. But yeah, it's what ridiculous. What the fuck am I talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. Um, I don't, I don't even know. I'm such an angry kid. Um, I, I don't know. I think, uh, like, I had a very, uh... But what are you angry about? I, that's I the question. I was angry about I think, myself. I, I hated myself. I think that's myself. the question America's always asking of these yeah. people who yeah. have guns and do terrible things, and these yeah. people who are on the internet, like, bleeding about, like, white, you know, racism against white people or misogyny against men or what, I don't know, like, these people who are very, like, what are you so mad about? What's happening to you? You know? Mm-hmm. And sometimes maybe some terrible things are happening. I have no idea. Like, you know. To me, no. But it's it, just no, you're fine. I'm fine. I just have the hormones and whatever. I was sad. I don't know. You're a grown man. I don't know if you can blame hormones. No, at the time, I'm saying. Oh, yeah. At the, the time, time of this. For sure. Yeah. I mean, this, this is the thing I've always talked about. Uh, like, like uh, everything... That uh, okay, all right. No, that's no, enough. Listen, that's enough. I, that's I'm enough. put. I'm. We gotta I stop. I don't know. What I'll. I'm. That's not all right. So listen. This was a life ago. This, this was a life ago. I, I don't stand by. I don't. No, ugh. I know. All right. So listen. I. I'm gonna pose this question. Okay. To you, gentlemen. Donald Trump is leading. Yeah. In the Republican Party as a candidate. What True. if we leak this essay and say that he wrote it? We could maybe do that. Yeah, this essay might be too well written for Donald Trump. It probably is. He, yeah. Anyway, go on. But the co- the question I'll pose to you is, uh, Donald Trump. I mean, the the idea that he could be president, mm-hmm. like that he would even be considered a legitimate candidate, blows sure. my fucking mind. It's yeah. Crazy. But to bring it to the movie, you have that uh, dual character of Palpatine. Yep. And also, Darth Sidious. I think that Trump maybe. Is a dark figure, yeah. That maybe potentially under the wig, and when he pulls his face skin off, he's what? he's a reptilian. He's part oh of the boy. reptilian elite. He, he likes he's into the reptilian thing. Yeah, that's what I think is going like on. Like fucking Sam Wessel. 
Oh, that's true. She is a changeling. Maybe he doesn't have to rip it off. Maybe his face just changes. He's a shapeshifter. He's more dangerous than we ever thought. <sighs> I'm not sure what's going on. This is the best I could. I don't know. I was just trying to throw something out there. No, no, that's there. quite all right. I love black people. I just, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> no, say Griffin. that. No, Griffin. God I damn it. Say that. You can't I gotta go say that. that. I like them more than white people. I think oh, white people suck. If I wrote this paper today, it'd be about how white people need to fucking shape up and ship out. That's what I'd be saying. I don't know. Not, nothing in humanity makes sense anymore. Oh, boy. Griffin, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. All right. You. Well, you know what? Let's wrap this up. No. Wait, what are we at? We're, I don't know. I'm going to be Dave editing checking this. checking his phone. So. I'm just, no, I'm care. trying to find something specific. Terrible. Everything's the worst. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift posted an Instagram, and it got one million likes. What was it? I don't know. It's a picture of her in a fucking thingy. Did, did, you, can, did you post an Instagram of the title page? I'm going that? to. Yeah. Do you want me to? Yeah, I just don't want people to read the inside. They have to listen to the podcast to hear us read it. Yeah, actually, I might t- I might tweet it. It's less of an Instagram, more of a tweet. Are we going insane, David? <laughs> yeah, of course. No, I actually I consider this therapy. Yeah, this, this episode, I really yeah. enjoy this. Yeah. Like every week, uh, we usually chat for a while before we even start recording, and it's a very nice. I gotta say too, the cornerstone of Scientology is that you sit in a room and you audit all your past guilt and your your experiences of shame. And so you relieve them from your body so it's no longer weighing you down. I don't want to talk about Scientology. Well, I'm saying maybe this episode was my auditing. I had to read this paper on air. It's very embarrassing. Because I've been living with this shame People, that I wrote Griffin's this. a better person than that paper makes him sound like. It's that, very important to state that. And he is aware that that paper is an example of the most, worst, most horrible kind of yep. like entitlement. Yep. Yeah. And I don't tell anyone how to behave these days. Good. But uh, it was an angry kid. I was 15 years old. Uh, I probably just saw Beauty Shop the day before and yeah. was angry about it for some reason. Yeah. And uh, also, want to restate, probably wrote the whole thing in four hours. Yeah. On, like, no sleep. Um, um, I want to end this. Yeah, we got it. And by this, I mean my life. I want to just... <laughs> now, wait a second. Call it quits. Don't talk like that. Um, uh, no, this was a great productive episode. I audited a lot of my thetans out of my system. <laughs> Sorry. Um, uh... Now, thetans are—it's the people in the planes that Xenu blow up, right? They're—they're they're the creatures. They're like negative emotions that went into the volcano and became negative emotions that and latched then they, onto they latched shame. On us. And yeah. what do they look like? I don't know. I imagine them like Blinky, like little Pac-Man ghosts. I was gonna say I think they look like space invaders, like the little beep, 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 the little beep, beep, sprites. And so they're just around us. And the, they go into the our body read. and they like hold it down. Yeah, you have to clear the thetans. You have to release them from your body. And they you're clear to clear. Like doubt and 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 shame and things like that. Past memories and traumas. See, it's what I don't like about modern religions. I mean, whether Scientology is even a religion, I understand. Is sort uh-huh. of, you know, but yeah. like it's what I don't like is they're too self-helpy. It's too self-centered. I what I like about old religions is it's like, look, you you want to know how to live? Here are the rules. That's it. Yeah. Follow the rules. Yeah. Don't, don't kill And you're people. like, but I feel like, d- I showed you the rules. Yeah, these basic rules apply to everybody. That's the rules. Yeah. I don't care who you are. Yeah, don't steal shit. Yeah. <laughs> don't write <laughs> racist papers. And I'm not saying I'm a religious person, because I'm not. Because no. they're, not, they're not great things. Neither but, of us are. Yeah. Um, in conclusion, is Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones a good sequel to Phantom Menace? No, obviously not. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> is it a worse good? movie than Phantom Menace? I don't even know. No, is it? Uh, I think it is. I don't. I. I think it's simultaneously better and worse. Like nah, I don't. I think it's. I think it's simultaneously worse and worse. 
Okay, uh, Ben, final thoughts. <laughs> no, you know, go ahead, finish your thought. Final thoughts. Yeah. Uh. I'm, yeah, I'm we're still talking shit. about this movie. Yeah. Uh, no, don't worry. We're gonna get Connor next week. Maybe I don't know. We I should do know. DVD extras next week. Yeah, maybe it'll be nice yeah. to bring Connor. Yeah, back. I'd like to bring Connor back. Yeah. Uh, but Griffin, you don't worry. You're in good hands. I'm gonna cut this episode up to make it sound like you're not a complete monster. No, it's not. It's less about uh, the fact that this is going to be listened to by people, which at this point, no one's listening this far into the episode, and more just about the fact this is, okay, fucking tie it all back in together. This whole moving thing has just been me having to relive, like, every element of my entire life. Yeah. You know? It's tough. Like, the good and the bad. Good and the bad. And you see a lot of fucking years of confusion. You see, like, like misplaced emotions. Um, I see a lot of grammatical errors that really, that's honestly the stuff that embarrasses me the most. I mean, like, as as wrong-headed and ugly as this paper is, mm-hmm. it's also just poorly written. I mean, these are poorly structured sentences riddled with typos and, and far too many commas, run-on sentences. Um, uh, like the sentence I'm speaking right now. Um, shiver, what the fuck am I talking about? I don't, I, I'm done. Tomorrow, the move is done, and I'm putting all the shit in the box. I'm never looking at it ever again. Until like five years from now when I'm probably going to open up the box and cry. I think that's a good plan. Yeah. How's your dad doing, David? Uh, he he died when I was 20 years old. That sucks. This is not a bad answer. Yeah, it's okay. I mean, you're not, you did a bad job answering. Ugh, I blew it. You did. It's just not the answer I want to hear. Yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, it's a good man? Yeah, absolutely. What's his name? John. You don't know this about me? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we dedicate the episode to him? Of course. I dedicate everything I do to him. Yeah. Every single thing. Uh, Johnny Sims. Well, no one really called him Johnny. He was a John. Oh, I call him John. <laughs> I have a very specific relationship with ghost dads. Yeah. 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 You have to be colloquial with a ghost no, dad. No, no. And this came up in trivia. He's not actually dead in ghost dad, right? In That's the thing. He's actually in a coma. Yeah. Because there was a trivia where we had to identify whether or not the ghost was a ghost. Is, I can't believe it's, it's, we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And ghost dad was there and we were like, it's ghost dad. He's a ghost. It's in the title. You know, there was Bill Cosby with this little... He's like, you know, tipping his hat or something. And uh, and then we were reminded, yeah, no, he's not dead in the movie. He's just in a coma. The, 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 which makes sense because otherwise Ghost Dad would be a very sad movie. I believe it was a picture round in which the question was dead or not. Right, 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 right. And it turned out that only one of them was actually dead or something. It was a, a ghost or not. Um, it, I, I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was dead or not. It might have been ghost or not. It might have been Ghost or Not, which was the more confusing. That was the because that that round was a disaster. It was for a everyone. disaster, but it was like this whole question of like, and they what's were like, a ghost? he's not what's actually like a ghost, position? even Wait. though it's called Ghost Dad because he's not dead. He's in a coma. Yeah, much like just like Heaven. Yes, which yeah. was the same thing. Yeah, same thing. Okay, with Reese Witherspoon and Mark Ruffalo. Yeah, directed by Mark Waters. It was the movie he made after Mean Girls. Yeah, I believe. Thank you for listening to Attack of the Podcast. I promise next week we're going to actually produce content uh we're no we are we're getting fucking back on the horse let's not make promises we can't i'm keep. promising okay david any any final thoughts mm. I, mean, I was just looking there's a little microphone guard over God, there i'm losing my mind <laughs> ben goodbye fennel <laughs> the politics of attack of the clones are thinly drawn agreed that is my final I thought on this. I can't make sense of any of this. You, to be fair, you did text me. We texted today and we were like, what are we going to do today? And you're like, I don't know, politics. Okay. And yeah. I was like, yeah, you know, there's yeah. 20 minutes in that. Yeah, I had another plan tied to a guest. Who then yeah, we had another plan all. and it yeah. fell apart. That's true. Yeah. Uh, much like life is what happens when plans fall apart. Right, Ben? Yeah. 
And as always, fuck 15-year-old girl. <laughs> Life is what happens when plans fall apart.